hello, hello, everybody. Welcome back to episode number 10 of the Fantasy Cast. We have officially reached double digits. That sounds so sweet to say. Episode 10, we made it. Uh, we're back. I'm Lachlan McTagg. Joined along with me, as always, is Ty White. Ty, another busy week in fantasy football. Uh, how are you holding up? I'm holding up well. Life is good down here in Toronto. It's been, been a lot of fun. Um, you know, November's starting to get closer to Christmas. There's a different vibe in the air. You got like uh, the bay starting to decorate and stuff like that. It, it's a good time of year downtown Toronto, and it's even better when the Chargers pull out a last minute friggin' victory against the Eagles. I was so happy. Uh, it really makes my Sunday every Sunday watching the Chargers, and when they win, that's a little bit more special. Um, but let's talk about your Falcons lock. How are you doing in Massachusetts? I got some I got some mixed emotions going on here because, uh, you know, on one hand, team's starting to put together a few wins now. We've won a couple in a row. Uh, got three games coming up this week as well, two on the weekend and one, um, I guess, tomorrow. But today, if you're listening to it live now. So, um, um, so yeah, things are good team-wise, but fantasy team-wise, not good at all because I've lost three in a row now and four to my last five weeks um, have been L's. Um, so really kind of unfortunate on that front. Got to right the ship a little bit. Got to get the troops in line, get them ready for battle because, you know, it's crunch time. Got to make the playoffs here and, and make a good push. Um, and then NFL team-wise, the Falcons pulled out a win, even though they should have won in the first place. Cause they're just spanking new Orleans. And then yeah. they let in them new back. Orleans. Yeah. They, 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 they just let them back into that game. And it, and I started, uh, I started to watch when they, when they started to let them back in the game and I was like, man, I can't, I can't do this, man. Like, yeah, uh, not again. But it was like, scary. It was that classic just, Atlanta feeling. I could, I could feel like I could feel the memes starting to like generate. I'm oh like, no. no. But then, and then I, so I turned the game off. I was like, okay, I got, I got to stop watching this. So I stopped and I checked the score and it was like 10 seconds left. Falcons are like second and two at new Orleans is like 15. I was like, okay, young way. Who's going to knock it through the uprights and win us the game. And that's what happened. So I was great win. Somehow we're 500. I mean, I guess yeah. we should have we should have beat the Panthers last week, I guess. But the Panthers are Pan, the Panthers are a better team than the Falcons are. The Panthers are a better team than the record says. Um, given all that the Falcons go through, it's very impressive to be a five hundred right now. You're in one of the yeah in one of the toughest divisions in football. I mean, yeah, three sneaky, a couple sneaky teams. You know, the Bucks are obviously going to run this division as long as Brady's there. Yeah. Um, Panthers aren't a bad team. Like I'm, their roster is very, very at one good. point. Yeah, I, I don't know what's going wrong there, but um, then the Saints, you know, they, they've got some guys that have that have been around. They've got a good culture there. That's yeah. kind of, you know, even though we're in the post Drew Brees era, I think that the Saints are still going to be a, a legit team for some time. No, oh, for sure. As long as they can have their salary cap situation under control. Um, Always a problem. And then the, the Bills, man. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Dude, oh god dude i i was i i was watching some of that game and i was like how is this i don't even know what's going on yeah. man like it was I, incredible no was one could expect that but you, you, you know what i love though now about about watching the bills is 
Okay, so for so quick backstory, I guess, on me a little bit. For anyone who doesn't know, I I grew I spent a little bit of time in Buffalo. I grew up in Buffalo, so that's why uh, I uh, spent a little bit of my childhood there. So that's why I'm a I'm a Bills fan. That's why I'm a Sabres fan troops. as well. Um, just to clear the air on that on that front. Um, but when watching the Bills in past years, those type of losses would be like just pulling your hair out. Yep. breaking anything in sight but now it's like the the bills fan base just kind of laughs it off you know because because yeah. we know that we're going like 12 13 wins this year yeah <laughs> right like everyone knows that that like and and that's the that was the same with the steelers game in week one the yeah. bills fans were like damn all right we're all in one tight loss against the titans damn lost it yeah. lost it lost in prime time again to derrick henry tough one but it's a bounce back from there yeah. I mean, buffalo's got a good team and, they that, and that's like and and those kind of losses in like 2014 2015 mm-hmm. man those were painful yeah painful. because you know you you needed to win those games yeah like in like uh, the in like the Rex Ryan days, man. Holy, oh gosh. Holy Let's get a gosh smokes. darn snack. Dude, that's yeah, one man. of the greatest audios. But <laughs> but I was it was it was shades of that uh, 2017 uh divisional game. <laughs> oh my gosh. It was just <laughs> when they lost was going when they right. when they lost when the Bills lost 10-3 in the in the divisional game against Jacksonville a, a couple years ago. Yeah. <laughs> It's just a, a slugfest. I mean, one interesting thing, you had Josh Allen sack, intercept, and get a forced fumble off Josh Allen. I knew Josh Allen would sack Josh Allen. I didn't know Josh Allen yeah. would intercept and force a fumble. I didn't think he'd have that big yeah. of a day. But you know what? Kudos to him. He's a, he's a great player. Yeah, that's the first time in NFL history that's ever happened where someone's namesake had done something from defense to offense to the uh, – to his other namesake, and I don't think that record yeah. will ever be broken, or at least not broken anytime yeah. soon. That's that's a rare one for sure. Yeah, it's a pretty um, neat step. Yeah, yeah. I I'm just gonna touch on uh, November quick. Thank yeah. you to everyone. We've raised just about over three hundred dollars so far. So kudos to everyone for for pitching in any amount possible. You know, this is all going to a great cause. So, um. We we appreciate your support as always, and if you can see, I don't know if the lighting's right here, but you know I got a little light light dusting coming in on the upper lip. Oh, the, the lighting's all right here, Lachlan. You can <laughs> barely see the fuzz I have going above my oh, my, man. my lip here. Um, but yeah, so thank you so much. Like Lachlan said, we really appreciate it. It's not for us. It's this is for a greater cause, of course. Yeah, uh, we're just doing what we can to try to help that cause. It's great. Uh, another thing that we want to mention before we start uh, tomorrow, when you're seeing this episode, it's two days from now, but tomorrow is uh, Remembrance Day. Uh, so wherever you're in the world, it'd be nice if, if you try to wear a poppy, uh, support the troops and the people who gave you so much uh, and fought for your freedom. Um, and I know I had members of my family serving the military and stuff like that. So it's a pretty big deal to me and it's close to home. So really appreciate that. Thank you to all our veterans out there. Uh, we love and support you. Um on a more serious topic, I actually can't get more serious than military probably, but we're talking about fantasy football and the fantasy cast finally. And I'm very excited to get started in this episode, Lachlan, because we always start with starts and sits. We look back at the oh, man. fast. Guys. Oh, oh my God, guys. Oh, we, God. guys, we did it. We did it, guys. We did it. 
And if you're I'm thinking so we happy. went, ten, if we, if you're thinking we went ten for ten, we we didn't go ten for ten because if we did, then you'd know a lot sooner, um, yeah. and we'd be having quite the party. Uh, we would have opened with that, like that. Yeah. We wouldn't even done an intro. We literally would have said we would have we would have titled our episode that. Yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> no, but that's, that's so true. Uh, why don't uh, you, uh, Ty? You can you can read off our uh, our starts our our starts list from last week for sure. And just before I do that, we have a little bit of a new classification system or a more justified one than before. So, for for a person to have a successful week, that we predict will have a successful week uh, for quarterbacks, they need to have at least fifteen points. Wide receivers, running backs, and tight ends, 10 points. 10 points apiece. Quarterbacks are expected a little bit more, so 15 there. On average, they usually get more points, so that's why they're a higher standard. For our starts, we had Cole Beasley versus the Chargers. Sorry, not versus the Chargers, versus the Jaguars. And I'm happy to say that he covered what we thought he would cover. So we finally actually predicted Cole Beasley correctly. I think that was... Third time's a charm, I believe, right, Locke? Yeah, him and him and Diggs had a good day for the Bills. Um, yeah. Diggs had more of the share down the stretch in that game. But early on, Beasley had a lot of targets go his way, which, yeah, great, great sign. Love to see that. So Yeah, and it just finally, wasn't for too many yards. It was just the receptions. No. Like in PPR leagues, obviously, that's a huge deal. And he that's, got that's he had 11 you, Honestly, points. like, if you, if you add a touchdown to that stat line for Beasley, like that's – it's a nice yeah. day. Unfortunately, the great, Bills yeah. lacked touchdowns on Sunday, but yeah, for sure. And and not to mention, like he also had an eleven yard first down that he should have caught that was that he just dropped it. Um, and that would have added to the point total as well. We also have Devontae Booker versus Las Vegas. We told you to start him. We were right about that. He had 15 points. Michael Carter versus Indianapolis was the only start we actually got incorrect, but barely. He was point four points off from uh from us getting that correct he had 9.6 points versus indianapolis on thursday night jared cook versus philadelphia i'm i'm very proud of this one because we told you to start him um and it, it was funny enough he was actually the lowest scoring tight end on the chargers that day uh but he had 10 points yeah um, so in fantasy football that's pretty that's kind of weird you never really hear that um so no. that was against philly at 10.8 points and then michael Pittman versus the jets we're probably not going to include him in any more starts at least because he's an obvious start from this point on but yes from last week we established that he wasn't and he put up 17 points on thursday night football let's go on to the sits lock yeah first one uh this one this one's a bit tricky uh <laughs> khalil herbert um we told you to sit him and if you did then good because he got one point now we will say uh, or actually i'll say this mm-hmm. I, I can't be the only one that was like severely caught off guard that david montgomery played yeah a lot of people forgot that he was playing and at the time when we put out this list we didn't know that david montgomery no. was going to be playing i but still z- literally zero knowledge that david montgomery yeah. was was like close to yeah to for sure up. I mean, so, so you have to keep in mind, we're throwing ourselves a small, a small little itsy bitsy dog bone here, but backup running backs, as we've seen uh, over, like you see it in Detroit, you see it uh, in Cleveland, they get, they can get very good production, but yeah. and we still said that Herbert was a sit and we got that right. So we're going to get that. To I, us. But considering the time that we said it, mm. Herbert was the number one back and we told you to sit him anyway, even though he was the number one. 
pay dividends for us, I think. So we're chalking that up as a, as a, as a check mark for us. Uh, Javante Williams versus the Cowboys. He had 11 points. So we got that one wrong. Uh, he had a decent day there against the Cowboys. Cowboys didn't look good at all. Oh God, they sucked they that thin. game. <laughs> that was the only game this year that they sucked. That might have been the worst offensive performance we've seen yeah. from any team this year, or close uh, to it. At least the first three quarters of the game. Yeah. Okay, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. That's that's yeah. We had a couple hot takes coming up here. Um, Adam Thielen, we told you to sit. And we were correct about that one versus Baltimore. He only he only mustered eight points. That was yep. a big one. That was I'm a big so hit. proud yeah. of us. Oh, I'm was... so proud of us because we talked about that. Yeah. And if it wasn't for that crappy touchdown towards the end of the game, dude, we would have even looked better. But he had eight yeah. points. He had eight points. So with a so, touchdown. Yeah, and so good on you if you took our advice. T- tough advice to sit him. Uh, Chuba Hubbard versus New England. It's another another uh, another check mark in the column for us because we got that right. He only mustered four points, and yet to give my, like CMC did come back that game. His production yeah. wasn't huge, um, but once again the backup running back situation and Chuba Hubbard had gotten double digits in multiple games before that. So yep. that was a, our take. And then this one was the biggest of all. We told you said Patrick Mahomes, and he yeah. Had- 10.4 points against the Packers. And I didn't, I actually, I, I, I don't know. I was, I was riding with Mahomes this week. So. Didn't I, take the fantasy cast advice. But I was in it. I'll say this. I was in a tough situation. If you don't have any other option. My, I mean, my Mahomes, I had Mahomes and then I had yeah. Kirk Cousins. Okay. I wasn't ready to start Kirk Cousins against that Baltimore defense. Fair enough. I was I I was I I was not prepared for 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 Kirk Cousins to start in my lineup against Baltimore. Just wasn't going to sit fair well. Enough. I mean it like, was it wasn't going to it wasn't going to sit well with me. Now Kirk Cousins yeah. did put up 22. <laughs> yeah. So, mm. yeah. you know, could have been a fantasy league winner that week for you. But uh Yeah. It's all right. You don't know like typically when we say this, I mean like if you have no other option, obviously start the player, but our recommendation is if you, if someone could be better than substitute them in. Uh, so those were our starts and sits, and that was our highest total ever, ladies and gentlemen, of eight out of ten. I'm so proud of us. We had a fan, not we had a phenomenal week. That might be our benchmark for the year. That might be the yeah. our highest point. Might be the um, and that that will that will actually conclude our starts and sits for the season. We're not doing this uh, again because we're yeah. never we're never topping that. Honestly, we're going out on top, baby. Going nah, just, out on top. Just kidding. We're just kidding. We're, we have to do this. We're going to keep doing job. it. Yeah. It's our job. You know, you know us guys, but um, that was, I was, I thought that was pretty good on our part. So maybe take our advice this upcoming week and hopefully we'll help you win. Uh, as always, we're going to quickly go through some big weeks. I'll start off with quarterbacks, Lamar Jackson, uh, J- Justin Herbert, Matt Ryan, all around the 30 mark, Josh Johnson, uh, who, excuse me. <laughs> The another another me. another Jets quarterback, man. Get out of here. That's not Stop the backup it. to Mike White puts up 25 on Thursday. The night third string to Zach Wilson. Yeah. To Zach like a rookie quarterback. Are you Dude. kidding me right now? And uh Dude. Carson Wentz at 24 in that same game. So that was <sighs> I'm tired of mentioning Jets players, to be honest with you. We're getting we're getting to the list of like no namers who no namers have no idea who they are. Like th- this is nuts. Yeah. Uh why don't you tell us the wide receivers? Elijah Moore 
really big week for him. He had 27, Devonta Smith, 22. He looked really good. No, my God. He gosh, looked yeah. really good. Uh, I had Chargers. Keenan Allen, uh, Zacchaeus, and Darnell Mooney. Zacchaeus had a sneaky little performance in there with a touchdown. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. little flip play for Matty Ice. Good performance. I mean, with uh, with Ridley out, it's really kind of him, Russell Gage, and Kyle Pitts. And yeah. maybe maybe mix in a little bit of Hayden Hurst, but I think Hayden Hurst is going to get traded in the offseason. Yeah, I guess definitely the way that they're using Kyle Pitts now or starting to use Kyle Pitts, they have no room for it. I mean, they, they do, but, like, it's cap space. And, I mean, yeah. you can get something. Hayden Hurst is solid tight end. Hayden, Hurst, not on will be a, Hayden Hurst will be a – like, I wonder if, if, like, if Zach Ertz retires and, like, the Cardinals trade for Hayden Hurst, instant, yeah. instant dog. Yeah, that too. He, like, he's a dog right now. Unreal. Just, the yeah. offense is so weirdly and, dynamic and I, that I they mean, don't use him. The, the thing is, like, at the time when they when the Falcons traded for him from Baltimore, they just lost an all-pro in, in Austin Hooper who yep. made a stupid decision to choose money over valued playing time. But, you know, who am I to question his decisions? <laughs> yeah, it's too bad. He was such a good tight end. Yeah, his career has kind of taken a bit of a turn the other way since that, since that signing, but – Hearst was brought in and he had a, he had a great season last year proved to be a pretty good value tight end coming, either coming off the bench or or at the flex most weeks. Um, But then I don't think anyone could have foreseen the way that the draft class kind of worked out and the way that, you know, San Fran desperately needed a quarterback. Yeah. Um, And, you know, the way Kyle Pitts kind of progressed through the season and just turned into the monster that he is now. I'm sure the Falcons didn't really expect that to like, I'm sure like they kind of wanted to rock with Hayden Hurst as long as possible, considering they gave up a second round pick for him. Right. So. No, for sure. And I, I like, I, I agree with you. I think he's going um, moving on to running backs. Unfortunately, you did not start this person Lachlan, as you expressed to me. No, James Connor, who was the highest scoring player in fantasy this week at 40, 40, Yes. 40 bomb. This really this 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 one makes me mad because yeah. he wasn't he wasn't even like he was really in conversation this week. I wanted to take a bit of a shot with uh, Jeremy McNichols. Mm-hmm. Um and the Titans are now proving that they're going to use as many running backs as possible in the game to replace Derrick Henry. Yeah. <laughs> literally. And it's literally and it's, like I mean it worked for them I mean, so far. You know what? Why if it ain't broke, don't fix it, you know. But the injury to Chase Edmonds kind of vaulted him into a position that yeah. I that no one really could have foreseen pregame, right? Because pregame yeah. he was just gonna sit behind Edmonds, you know, get catch the odd pass, get the odd carry. But Edmonds goes out, and it's like, mm-hmm. all right, next man up, James Conner, three total touchdowns. How are you? <laughs> Steals the show. He, yeah. he was he was phenomenal in that game. Oh, the best yeah. player in football that week, in my opinion, other Lights than out. Josh Allen. Other Josh Allen, not the Josh Allen that comes to your head uh, when you first think of that name. He also had Jonathan Taylor with 34, Nick Chubb 30, Joe Mixon 28, and Naheem Hines. That's two Colts on the list yeah. in the top five uh, with 20 points on a nice game Thursday night football. Um, I'm also going to do the tight ends quickly. We got Pat Fryermuth. I think that's how you say his name. Rookie out of Penn State, yeah. tight end, 
for Pittsburgh. Dude, two touchdowns. He's doing well. He's doing, he's doing well. very well. We barely knew his so name. Well. We barely knew his name two weeks ago. Yeah. We literally mentioned him for the first time. We're like, who? Who is this guy? Yeah, I, I didn't know uh, who he was. Yeah. So that's, I mean, good for you, bro. Yeah, you help not bear down the Bears. Uh, you help to defeat the Bears in a big Big victory for the Steelers in Monday Night Football. Uh, so we had 21. George Kittle and Travis Kelsey, two names that we're more used to that we, uh, yeah. at least George Kittle, we haven't seen much this year. No. Uh, he had 20. Travis Kelsey had 17. And one cool stat to mention is that out of the 13 tight ends who put up 10 plus points this week, that's why it's, it's a, like we keep mentioning, it's a very scarce position uh, in fantasy football. Three of those 13 were Chargers who had 10 or plus more points. That's Which that's a that's a me stat. Crazy. That's a stat that I care about. I know. So you had Steven Anderson, yeah. who was a third stringer. You had Donald Parham, second stringer. And Jared Cook was the first stringer, who we got right in starting sits, but he actually had the least amount of points of those three names. The only teams um, that you maybe think were would, would be able to do that are, like, obviously being a bit biased, like Atlanta. No. Yeah, no. Because they have two solid sure. tight ends up front. New England. Yeah. Cleveland. Uh, Cleveland. Cleveland, yeah, for sure. Or Buffalo. Uh, and maybe the Patriots would be the last one with Johnu and Hunter Henry. Yeah, I think I mentioned them previously, but oh sorry. No, bad. Okay. I'm just I'm tripping out over here. But yeah, so that's <laughs> you would not expect that from the Chargers, especially yeah. if they have a pretty good receiving court too. Good good uh, stat pickup though. I like that. Yeah, it's pr- pretty neat, I thought. Uh why don't you give us defense and special teams? Yep. Uh, yeah, New England put up 20 this week. Big week for a defense and special teams. Yeah. Or uh, Cleveland put up 18, and Miami and Jacksonville both were tied. What putting up 17? Yeah, never thought I would be saying those two teams would have some of the highest outputs for uh, defense and special teams, but Miami and Jacksonville got it done last week. Even more impressive. I mean, Jacksonville might be the fantasy player of the week. I don't think we've ever done that of a defensive special teams, but no one expected them to do that. So maybe they're an honorable mention. So that was pretty impressive. Um, two, or actually three, quick waiver wire pickups for you. I'll give you the first one. Pat Fryermuth. I still have troubles pronoun- pronouncing. There's a lot of eyes, <laughs> E's, and U's. Pronouncing that name. Yeah, it's, it's quite a new name to fantasy football managers and football fans in general he's only 40 percent rostered on pittsburgh he's had 12 14 and 21 in his last three minimum six targets a game and he's had three touchdowns over those three games he's looking like one of the best players over the last three weeks most consistent and uh i don't know why big ben's targeting him a lot and in the red zone too so got a good connection going and you know i think they're at least in the coming weeks, they're kind of moving away from the wideouts and targeting more of their, their tight end weapon there in Friarmouth. Uh, next one, running back Devonta Freeman, the Ravens running back. Uh, it's a bit weird why he's doing well this year. Um, but, I mean, the Ravens are a very run-heavy offense. I mean, with Lamar Jackson's arm, that's probably going to be the case most weeks. Yeah. And, you know, when, when fully healthy, that running back core with – with uh, Gus the Bus Edwards and J.K. Dobbins leading that front, you know those, those guys are going to be good for a while. But unfortunately, they were hit with injuries pretty hard this year, early in the season. Um, mm. So Devonta Freeman, twenty-two percent rostered at at this point, eleven, twelve, and sixteen in his last three games. 
He's a guy you should look at in the waiver wire if you're thin at the running back position or want to take a shot or want to drop Jeremy McNichols like I might because, yeah. And Baltimore's rolling right now. They're a hot team. They pulled off a big win against the Vikings, an important win. Uh, And they're one of the best teams in the AFC for sure. Our last waiver wire pickup is Elijah Moore, who's only 28% rostered in PPR leagues. He's had 10, 13, and 27 in his last three. Very impressive. Uh, so all the players that we've actually mentioned on waiver wire pickups have not had a week in the last three weeks lower than double digits, which is a rarity, actually. Um, and he gets between six and eight targets a game uh, on the Jets, and he's proven that he can do that with two backup quarterbacks. So yeah, that's pretty impressive. And he's putting up numbers. He's kind of like a Jamison Crowder last year. Jamison Crowder uh, last year and the year before that. He's actually a decent player for the Jets he's kind of taken over that role someone who is not a big name not on a big team um, but puts up um, respectable numbers in fantasy football and certainly a good way for wire pickup uh, this week on to our uh, favorite part now starts and sits yeah Uh, if we if we if we go eight for ten this week god I don't even know what's going to happen I think I'm going to throw the biggest party in the Plan history the of parties. Plan the parade. I'm going to be like that Braves guy. I'm going to be in my car zooming in the parade, just like zooming. That's one of the best videos if you haven't seen that. Uh, Google yeah. the Atlanta Braves parade. The driver was in a hurry, and he just – we wouldn't stop that bus, man. He was he was on a mission. Yeah. Um, um, so that I'll, was impressive. I'll go ahead quick with the starts. Let's do it. That's okay with you. Uh, first off, start Javante Williams versus Philly. Uh, Philly's defense, nothing special. Nothing Not too good. Special. Nothing no, special. No, no, no. I mean, uh, Eckler put up 11, but that was kind of yeah. a rarity for him. And, and they, the were, they were, they were, were pretty, they were pretty pass heavy, I'd say. Yeah. No, exactly. Um, so look for, look also for Philly to make adjustments in their secondary after they got picked apart against the Chargers. Mm-hmm. Um, so that may leave some holes in the run game for mm-hmm. Javante Williams to clear. Uh, sure. He had uh, 117 rushing yards last week, uh, which yeah. was one of the highest in the NFL. Uh, yep. So that was that was really impressive, and no one expected that, I don't think. Yep. Uh, second start, uh, Pat Frymuth. Again, we have no clue if we're saying his last name right. Who? Yeah. Zero idea. <laughs> yeah. Pittsburgh's playing Detroit this week, so oof, you already know what's about to happen. 40 bomb. <laughs> Yep. Like legit, like literally. Yeah. 40, it's 40, bomb. 40 bomb watch this week for Pittsburgh. Yeah. Uh, Detroit. You literally wrote Detroit sucks. <laughs> <laughs> could I have, could I have been more blunt? I don't think so. I mean, yeah, that's, you want uh, the honest truth. And they I mean, Fry, Frymuth and big Ben are, they've got something going for them right now. So why, why would it stop against, against a lackluster defense in the Detroit lions? Yeah. Uh, Devonta Smith versus Denver. We've got a couple couple picks now in that Denver versus Philly game. Uh, Devonta Smith looked really really good. Their offense, it, it their defense is pretty lackluster, but their offense is starting to find a little bit of form here. Um, and Devonta Smith is, I think, I feel like all rookies are kind of at that point in the season where they're comfortable enough in the league. Mm-hmm. They've got enough games now, at least a couple games under their belt, and just as a rookie, even like an extra week in an offensive system is 
just buys you so much more time. No, for sure. Yeah. Right. Like and he's picked it up really well. He made so yeah. many clutch catches. They, they trusted him on every third down pretty much to catch yeah. the ball. He came up big and he got a touchdown last week. So um, I expect more from the same uh, against Denver who I don't feel, I mean, they have a pretty decent defense, but it's going to be hard. To, it's extremely hard to, protect the passing game when you have a player like Jalen Hurts so you have to be so focused on QB spying like he, yeah he dominated to, the Chargers in that part of the game yeah he could because run, if you if you don't contain him that much like if, if you're like and that's the thing that um the Bucks did so well last year I know like the Super Bowl against the Chiefs is they just contain yeah. Mahomes yeah right and I, I look at the Bills as well when they contained Lamar mm-hmm. um and that but, you know Hurts divisional but, but Hertz is Hertz has got an arm too. That's the other thing. So yeah, if you have, if you have, if you have enough guys spying that you need to spy on Jalen Hertz, yep. he's gonna he's gonna find his open receivers downfield. And and I think Devonta Smith is gonna be a, a big part in that game. Um absolutely against Denver. Moving on, Tyler Higby, you should start against San Fran. Mm-hmm. Um, we always we love the Rams offense. We've said this before. They're mm-hmm. They're a pretty fluid, fluid uh, unit um, in LA, and San Fran's struggling. You know, they're they, they can't, suck as well. They can't quite find it this year. Yeah. Um, so look for the Rams to have a big bounce back performance after losing to the Titans, and look for Tyler Higby to be a big part of that offense, especially in the red yeah. zone. Getting some red zone targets would be big for that- Tyler Higby. That was a tough Sunday night football loss. I mean, Stafford, one of the best games I've ever seen. Uh, you can take Stafford out of Detroit, but you can't take the Detroit out of Stafford when he, like, did that, like, loop around. I don't know what the heck that was. <laughs> oh, it was cool that he was able to God. get off that pass. But it was yeah. Off. So it was a dumb decision on his part. And as a veteran quarterback, I mean, you should know better than to do that. But what part of our thinking before this game against San Francisco is they do suck. It's a team that you can get a lot of high percentage plays off against. They like that tight end. I don't know why, but they like throwing the tight end screen to Tyler Higby. It's like one of those dumb Madden plays buried at the bottom of the playbook. Um, but they run it and it on McVay. It works, you know? Yeah. Another tight end last one on our starts list here, Zach Ertz versus Carolina uh, Cardinals. Pretty good football team. Carolina struggling a little bit since going undefeated. Uh, they suck in, too. As in a little bit. I mean, struggling a lot. Um, yeah. And Sam Darnold's actually out for the upcoming game. So, yeah. I mean, the the, the, the Panthers secondary, though, is much improved with Stephon Gilmore, though, which is it's, yeah. it's weird, but teams are still finding ways to win against them. And I think the Cardinals will be no different, right? Like, yeah. DeAndre Hopkins might be, you know, a little bit locked up in that game, but I, I feel like a guy like Zach Ertz will, will kind of break free considering um, not a lot of line, not a lot of high quality linebackers in Carolina that can really keep up with Zach Ertz, I'd say, coverage wise. Yeah, well, and you look I at mean, the how dynamic their offense is and how uh, how depthy it is. Like they have. Um, they have Rondell Moore, obviously. They have D Hop. They have Christian Kirk. They have three AJ playmakers at wide receiver. AJ Green as well. Yeah, it, you Zach got two Ertz. running backs. Yeah, when, yeah. I mean, when, when they acquired Zach Ertz, that kind of just made their offense a little bit more complete. Oh, for sure. And like um, he's yeah. like like you said, I think the game's going to open up for him. I think he's going to have those opportunities against a team that's struggling. He gets five or six targets a game. I think he's a smart start for this upcoming week. Yeah. Um, 
we're going to go on to the sits now. We have, oh, this is someone we love sitting. We love sitting his rear end down. Miles Gaskin, again, he's been on this list a couple times. Sit him. Uh, versus Baltimore. Baltimore's hot, and I, we feel like just the defense will eat that team alive. I mean, yes. Uh, we also have Jalen Waddle on the sit list here. Uh, their O line is so is so questionable. Uh, and then when you mix that against a team like Baltimore, who like Harbaugh loves to blitz, they are they are a blitzing team. Uh, oh, and they come- yeah. There's there's no way that that two is going to make quick decisions on every single play no. because Baltimore is going to exactly. come hard. No, exactly. It's kind. Of, it's similar to the Buffalo game. Like Waddle yeah. had a very f- poor performance in the game that they played against Buffalo, not of his own fault, but it's because he just didn't get the targets, or you know, and it, it was hard for them to keep up. So we feel like that's really going to play a big factor uh, in sitting those two players. Uh, moving on, we love going bold here towards the end, a, like we did last one. episode. This is a big uh, one, but you're you're going to understand why in a second, yeah. though. For sure, we have Terry McLaurin that we're going to actually sit against Tampa Bay. Uh, he's a top like 40, I believe it was 41 player in fantasy football this year. He's a solid player, but yeah. we're going to sit him this week because Tampa Bay is back from the bye week and they're getting ready to lock him down. I mean, I'm sorry. They don't have too many playmakers in Washington, um, except for Terry McLaurin. They're going Terry to McLaurin, Gibson's, Gibson's been a bit of a bit of a disappointment this year, considering yeah. what he was touted to be preseason. Sure. I think JD McKissick might have a decent game in the, in the pass pass catching field. Um, just cause he might be the only legitimate option downfield at some points. Cause Tampa is just going to take literally have like a vacuum seal on that offense. Yeah. So <laughs> that, or at least they should on paper. Yeah. That's, that's a good point. It certainly so seems we're that way. McLaurin. We also have Tyler Lockett, uh, who's a person who's kind of boomer bust. Uh, but we feel he's going to be bust against Green Bay because Aaron Rodgers one should be back in that game, and that changes the dynamic. Uh, the the completely changes the dynamic of the game because you know the Packers are going to get the ball more, uh, and there's less chance for Lockett to shine, less offensive snaps. Um, you know, you still have Geno Smith in there, who's not. I mean, now, Tyler Russ, Lockett. Russ could come back this week. No, I think he 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 is an option too. But the thing is, when Russ is out. When he if even if he does come back, the the offense like he hasn't he hasn't played in several weeks now. You're going to be looking to get him going early. And Tyler Lockett is a deep ball receiver. And when he yes. especially when he has those boom games in fantasy football, it's you're seeing he, it's because he catches like fifty yard, yard bombs. Like yeah, exactly. So and uh, mix that, which is actually the point that we should be focusing more on. Green Bay, Green Bay's defense. I mean, they they did not look bad against the Chiefs. They no. they looked pretty they good. Just their the own. offense was horrible. The offense was horrible, and so they did what they could. No, Mahomes mention, had Mahomes had ten points against yeah, that defense. Exactly. Not to mention, they gave Jordan Love's girlfriend and mother the worst seats in the entire Arrowhead Stadium. It was embarrassing. Yeah, oh that's God. that's embarrassing. They here. That's they're embarrassing. the nosebleeds. If they looked back, they were falling out of that stadium. Like if they just <laughs> did one of those, they were. See ya. Oh my God. I just couldn't, they disrespected him. And um, that's all that needs to be said about that. We're since Tyler Lockett and another bold one because of how he's been doing lately. This is kind of like last week's take with Michael Carter. Michael Carter was so hot and we told you to start him. Now we're doing similar situation on the jets. Elijah Moore is being so hot. We're telling you to sit him because he's playing Buffalo. 
And we believe that Buffalo is going to have a big bounce back week. Like we mentioned before, beginning of the podcast, we kind of laugh off that Buffalo game. We hope we think that it's just a one-off and the team is good enough to get back into a rhythm on their own terms. And that means shutting down the lackluster New York Jets offense. Now, um, quick thing. If you maybe rewinded the episode a couple minutes and are back at this point now and thinking, hey, they just told me to pick up Elijah Moore off the waiver wire. We did. Mm-hmm. Just because you pick someone up off the waiver wire doesn't mean you have to start him this coming week. You can hold That's them so on true. your team, mm-hmm. right? We're telling you to, one, hang on to Elijah Moore. Pick him up off the waiver wire. Hold him out of your lineup this week because he's playing a very solid Buffalo defense. And then use him in future weeks because he's going to be, you know, a little bit better because he's not playing Buffalo. <laughs> for sure. Like, at this point, it's for depth. Waiver wire pickups are for depth, but like you get the occasional thing where it looks like uh, Frymouth is going to be a starter now at the tight end position, depending on who you have there, or at least it flex on your team if he yeah. keeps up the pace. Um, like last week too, Jeremy McNichols, we told you to pick up him. We didn't say to start him though. I mean, Lachlan on your team, you did start him and he only had about five, six points. I had to roll the dice. No, for sure. Like and you have to try those things out, but there's a reason we didn't say to start him. It was too yeah. uncertain at that point. Uh, we're moving on towards the end of our episode. As always, we finish with the fantasy player of the week, as well as the fantasy question of the week. Lachlan, who are our fantasy players of the week? Uh, well, first off, you know, obvious, uh, it's Elijah Moore. One of them, we've said his name multiple times, had a tremendous week for the Jets. Mm-hmm. And who, who is their quarterback again? Remind me of his name. Never heard of Josh Johnson in my life before he, that game. Yeah. Like, I still don't even know if that's his name or I'm getting it wrong. So yeah, I don't, uh, let me go back and check here. And I remember it is it is jo- it is Josh Johnson. See, that, Josh that's Johnson. how much of a no name that this guy is. Like, yeah, I mean Elijah Moore, great week. How many points did he put up again? Elijah Moore had about 27, I believe it was. Yeah. Okay. Can double check that real quickly. Um. He had 27. He was the highest scoring wide receiver in fantasy against Indianapolis is not a crappy team. Uh, They have a pretty solid defense and there was a primetime game too. There's no football. So that was pretty good. And our other one is James Conner who had 40 points. I mean, that's a pretty obvious one. He had three total touchdowns and 173 total yards of offense. He was the best player in football last week. So that was pretty impressive. Yeah. So congrats to uh, those two players for taking home our fantasy players of the week. Honorable mention, Jaguars defense. Yeah. Duval. Baby. You got to mention that. No, <laughs> seriously, though. I mean, that's that's so funny that they did that against Buffalo. All right. Uh, would you like to read us? Yes. Question of the week? So here's our fantasy question of the week, Ty. What should I do with Mike Williams? Mike Williams in being, being a wide receiver on the Los Angeles Chargers. What should I do with Mike Williams, Ty? It's a great question. And we don't, I mean, I view it a little, I always view it as a little bit biased because I'm a Chargers fan. We're bringing up Mike Williams as our fantasy question of the week, but it's a valuable question because you looked at his first weeks. He didn't have a week lower than 22 in his first three. And fantasy managers are concerned now because what has he had in his last three? He's at 4.7. He's at 3.9. He's at 7.8. Mike Williams, something important to mention. He dealt with a knee injury after his big performance of like 36 points against the uh, the Cleveland Browns in that shootout. 
So he's been dealing with a knee injury. Uh, not I'm, My advice, and I think the advice of the fantasy cast here, is that he should be a starter on your team still, at least the flex, bare minimum at the flex positions. Flex. Realistically, he's a wide receiver too um, uh, on, on a good week, uh, on like a usual, a typical week, I should say, rather than a good week. If you look at the remainder of his schedule, he is Minnesota, he is Pittsburgh, Denver, Cincinnati, the Giants, Houston, Kansas City, and Denver. Not the hardest defenses in the NFL. The Chargers had, I believe, it was the fifth easiest schedule based the on char- the record. Man, the Chargers, the Chargers could make a serious playoff push with that and schedule. I, serious I really- playoff push. That's a great I, – I really sincerely hope that they do, and they had definitely have the opportunity to. But two of the games that Mike Williams did not do well in was he had four and three points. Last week, seven points is a bit different. He did get more targets. He caught a huge bomb. He's yep. starting to get more involved in the offense because he's a bit healthier now, hopefully, with his knee. Um, but the Chargers had two bad weeks, a bad week against the Patriots and a bad week, of awful week, actually, uh, against the Baltimore Ravens two weeks ago. Um, they're starting to get back into the rhythm of things, I believe, with that win. Uh, so definitely hold on to Mike Williams if you have him, unless you're able to get some ridiculous trade for him. Um, but that would be our advice is just sometimes, you know, you got to be patient. That's the main thing. Fantasy football. Do not be impulsive. Think before you act. That's our advice on Mike Williams. And that is episode 10 of the fantasy cast. Yeah. Double digits, man. feels great. It does feel good. It's, it's, <laughs> it's been a fun 10 weeks, man. Um, again, guys, uh, remembrance day, November 11th, uh, wear your poppies, show your support. Uh, it's the least you can do and hit up that link tree in the Instagram bio at the fantasy cast. Um, and you know, any, any amount seriously helps to November. And we will also be posting uh, weekly mustache check updates as well. Mm-hmm. So you can hit up our Instagram story to find that. And yeah, I think that's that's all for today. I think we've covered everything on we've covered everything on our agenda. We've covered everything. It's it's been a great episode. Yeah. Uh, looking forward to the upcoming week. Oh, just before we end off, who is the Thursday night game this week? The weekly fantasy catch reminders to set those lineups, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. I mean, we 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 got to tell you that week after week, but we're looking here for Thursday. Can we get there? Anybody? Anybody? Bueller, Bueller, Thursday night football. Gosh darn it. I swear if it's a bad game, I'm going to be. Recently, the games have actually been a lot better. The primetime games have been awesome lately. Well, because as as the season goes on, the schedule is look preseason. They're like, okay, who do we project is going to be in tight races? And then all of a sudden, it's like week 13 on Monday night football. And it's like two teams battling for the division lead. And everybody's like, oh my God, it's such a good game. The scheduler's like, yeah, we knew. Like, (laughs) and so, oh, Unfortunately, it's the Ravens and Dolphins. Uh, should be so an absolute blowout, an absolute walloping. Uh, and then you got the Chiefs and Raiders, AFC West showdown, Sunday night football, and Rams 49ers on Monday. That'll be a good Monday nighter. That'll be a good Monday nighter this week. Of uh, maybe we might see Trey Lance that game. Who knows? Uh, Some interesting stuff though. But yes, ladies and gentlemen, that concludes this episode of the Fanny Cast, Fantasy Cast. Thank you so much for watching. Yeah, um, or everyone here at Shocker Sports. He's Ty White. 
I'm Lachlan McTagg. We will see you guys again next week. Have a great week, everybody. Thank you.